What is up, Nerds Nation? Welcome back to the FN Nerds podcast with the most dynamic duo in all of podcasting. I'm Nick Nizio. Sitting next to me is my man, Mark Moreno. What's up, bro? How we doing? Good. Uh, not so good because allergy season starting back up. Ooh. Yeah. You feeling it? Those eyes, man. Those eyes. Eyes are getting itchy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, another um, another week down. Another week of dailies in the books. Mm-hmm. Went really well. Yes, it did. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you for the comments, likes, shares, follows, all that stuff. For sure, for sure. Um, before we actually like jump into this episode, I have a handful of podcasts that I want to shout out. Um, shout out to Best Film Ever on their one-year anniversary. Congratulations, guys. Here's to many more years to come. Uh, to Mac Movie Reviews, we just did a really awesome episode with them on the Keanu Reeves. Yes, and we actually uh, actually had a mini Keanu marathon uh, yesterday with my family. We watched uh, Speed. And we watched John Wick 2. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Nice. Oh, and Point Break. And Point Break. Well, the, the, we watched the second half of Point Break, and then Speed came on, and then my mom wanted to watch John Wick. So John Wick 2 was like, I think, on saved on their library. So then we watched that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It, was good, it was a good little Keanu that, evening. That is a nice little Keanu marathon. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but thank you to Mac and to Kirsten for having us on. And then to uh, shout out to Four Nerds by Nerds, who had us on recently for uh, to do commentary on the Justice League mm. of Justice League, which oh boy. at the time you guys are listening to this, the episode will probably be out. Uh, so definitely go check that out. Uh, thank you to Josh for having us on. It was an absolute blast. And then uh, last shout out to um, the Bub and Gob show who did a really awesome episode on mental health as in mental health for guys and cool. like what we experience like in having like mental health issues and the stresses we go through and everything. And they did that with Dads on Day Cool, which is another fantastic podcast, and it was a really good episode, really good insight. So shout out to those guys. Definitely go check that episode out. And uh, yeah, man. So I guess we can uh, just jump right in here. Uh, I wanted to kind of have a fun topic to talk about, and uh, I was going back to the Quentin Tarantino Edgar Wright podcast where they talk about which is a great it's podcast. a great podcast yeah great do. discussion because mm-hmm. edgar wright did a uh like a big spread it for, for empire yeah it was like a piece that he did mm-hmm. and um he ended up like interviewing a, f- a handful of people and writing well i T- tarantino is the only one he that he actually interviewed via podcast via podcasting right everyone right. else was like either like over the phone or through emails but it was basically the fact that you know with theaters have been gone for so long with this pandemic and us missing the theatrical experience, he kind of did a thing where it's like, I want to talk to all these filmmakers and just, and even actors and just like about like what their favorite cinematic, you know, moments are in a theater. Right. And one of my favorite things from that fucking podcast was, cause I, I, I do, this happens to me all the time. It's that he, he talked about how like whenever he's watching a movie on Hulu or Netflix or something, the, when it comes up at the end, like two seconds after the movie ends, it'll be like a, a recommendation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you'll get all these like recommendations, all this banner, and then you'll get the credits in the, in the bottom right hand corner. And that always pisses me the fuck yep. off. Cause I, I want to see like, if I like a movie, I want to see who wrote it. I want to see, you know, who like, who a certain actor was. And it happens to me all the time. And most recently, it happened to us during Nomadland. Yes. Like, which were, and we were like just trying to like just get the fucking credits back up on the screen. <laughs> and it took forever. And it was driving me nuts. And I was like, this is what Edgar Wright, like, this is why I love Edgar Wright, because he fucking understands. <laughs> he understands he this. gets it. But Well, because that's the whole thing, because when you see like a really great movie, you almost want those credits and like the nice score going over those credits to just like sit there and like live in that moment and process what you just watched. My number one thing whenever I watch a movie that's great, I always see who the writer is. For sure. That's like my that's what I want to see. So then I wasn't sure if Chloe Chow had 
written Nomadland, and I wanted to see yeah. if she had, and I wanted to see who who did the score and who, and who shot it. Like I wanted right. to see the fucking credits, because you know there are people out there who actually like credits, right? And no, who's gonna be like, oh, recommend it since you like this? Watch. She's like, no, I don't, I don't, I just watch the credits. Like, right. Just let me watch the fucking credits. Well, because it's also disrespectful to people that made the movie. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, like I want to see their names, man. And I, under, I understand. Speaking of mental health, I understand that like ninety five percent of people watching Hulu don't give a fuck about the credits and are and just want to move on to the next thing and binge is a lifestyle nowadays right but those the small five percent like let us have it okay <laughs> let's just there have should it. be an option where it says like get rid of the fucking next episode if you're watching a show like the automatic like you know coming up next or the episode. recommendation i mean that, oh, also, yeah. that also happens like like this is not nowhere near like that level but it happens on youtube too where i'm, I'm watching a video and the video hasn't finished yet and all of a sudden, the, bottom. the logo pops up, yeah. and the and the and the vid- recommended videos, and it's like I'm not even done watching the video yet, and you're already trying to get me onto the next thing. Like, let me finish. Right. Let me sit in this. Let me live in this. But yeah, so so because of that and how awesome that podcast was, I mean, I always say this: when Tarantino's done making films, he needs to just do a podcast because I could listen to that dude talk for he, hours. It's only a matter of time. It's the only, dude yeah. loves podcasts. He said repeatedly on podcasts how he believes this is the future. Right. Pretty much, I felt like before there were magazines and books, and you can keep records. Now he sees he sees podcasts like the as like the next big thing. Right. So it's only a matter of time before he actually gets on one or starts doing one, and he can talk fucking forever. Well, he absolutely can. And I, but you know what's interesting about it too is that his mind is just such a wealth of film knowledge mm-hmm. that I've never. Like I've, I've listened to at least, I think I want to say four or five podcasts with him on it. And they've always been completely like engaging. And not just that I've listened, well that too, but I've also, you know me, I love listening to interviews yeah. and I've listened to a gazillion interviews with him. And yeah, some of the references that he pulls, some of the things that he talks about. Yeah. Like it's true. I'm like, this dude just like knows so much. And it's not just that, but like, I just love his takes on things. Like there was one interview that he did. I told you about this. This was maybe around 2013 when he was promoting Django. And he had talked about how like his favorite movie theater horks. We're talking about horror. Right. We're talking about movie theater experiences. One of his favorite horror movie experiences in like the past like six years was my bloody Valentine 3d. <laughs> right. And it's like, it's like this obnoxious <laughs> shit that you don't expect from someone like Quentin Tarantino because the movie is not great. Right. Um, Far from it. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. Right, I, actually, I remember watching it. I just remember thinking how Jack Jensen Ackles was in that right, movie. Right. <laughs> but um, he's like sitting in front of the bathroom mirror and he's like going crazy. <laughs> but but yeah, it's not like the greatest movie, but just hearing someone like Quentin just talk about like how much of a blast it was, it was watching yeah. My Bloody Valentine 3D. I'm just like... I want to listen to like this dude just talk. Just talk about, about movies. Shit. Yeah. 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 So like, it is a matter of time, and like, it's gonna blow like records out of like whatever water. Oh yeah. Shit. If if he if he comes out with an official podcast that he's doing like every week, mm-hmm. it's gonna be nuts. And who's not gonna want to go on? Yeah, it? absolutely. He can literally email, text almost. Um, another thing that we talked about in one of the rewatchables, he spoke about how Nolan, which is really cool, how he does a private screening for directors. some of like, the top directors in Hollywood yeah. for all his films. He can like easily text like Nolan, Inaritu, Guillermo. And, like, and anyone will come and on. And they will all come on. Yep. And you're telling me like, if there's like a fucking line of episodes where it's Tarantino talking with like all those people I just mentioned. Right. Come on. I know. That's good. I'm going <laughs> to listen to that at least like 10 times. I know. Like, come on. Each. Yeah. But yeah, so as I was listening to it and listening to him talk about like these moments and I was like, oh man, I was like, I was like, we need to talk about this. Mm -hmm. We definitely need to talk about it with theaters opening back up and us getting to go. I mean, we've, we've gone back to the movies a couple of times during this pandemic. Yes. And it's been okay. Like, like, like we haven't had any issues or anything like that. It's it's been, it's been fine. Right. We went to the first time we went to see, we did the 
uh, new mutants and double feature no and that was great yeah the mc did a really good job and i think we only went once after that we, we went to freaky freaky yeah and then yeah. we went um recently oh we saw judas we saw judas right yeah. right yeah okay yeah so we've been uh oh my god fucking four times in a year i know which is which is insane Ravity. it's definitely the lowest in a long time in terms oh, yeah. of going to the movies but now that movie theaters are starting to open back up and things are getting better thank god uh we kind of wanted to go back and revisit some of our favorite theatrical moments so mm-hmm. if you want to lead it off martin what do you got uh i'll go with an earlier one one of the earlier moments that i had was when i went to see i am legend and oh, that wow. was it was a fun movie it was pretty packed i remember it was a pretty big um that i was, guess there that, was an anticipation for that, that that was that was the big christmas movie of 2007 right i remember, I remember that yeah I remember, okay, here, here's where it is. Because we were watching, and the movie was great, and we're following, you know, uh, Dr. Robert Neville and Sam throughout the entire movie. Yeah. But when that big scene happens, and when he gets, hit, when he gets attacked, and, and Sam gets hurt, and he goes, Samantha. Yeah. The entire theater just gasped. Because you thought the entire time it was a boy. It was a boy, yeah. A guy, a guy. You thought it was a boy dog, right. right? So the second he goes, Samantha, you're like, oh my God, it's a girl. Yeah, it's like, no. And even myself, and the whole moment from when he says Samantha, and you gasp, from the whole moment when he picks her up and then takes her back and he and he has to kill her essentially, yeah, it was just dead silence. Yeah, and everyone like felt it. Everyone like had their balls in her throat. So that was definitely one of like if I'm trying to like dig back to like earlier days, that was definitely one of, like the earlier like uh, uh, movie theater experiences where like literally the the entire movie theater was like was just a part of it. Was just like yeah, and yeah. everyone was in the same moment. Everyone just like gasped and like everyone was like about to cry. Yeah, it was just like holy shit. Well, and that's that's the thing that that I love too, and that that's why like the theater, like going to see a movie in a theater is like the best because when you get those moments, it just enhances what you're watching. Right. You know what I mean? So like for for me. On a more of a comedy side, uh, I saw the first two Jackass movies in theaters. Oh my god! And bro, bro. like I remember that was like it was a in, fucking zoo. It was insane, bro. Because because like you would walk in, and I remember I went with like my dad, and and at the time when the, I don't remember when the first Jackass came, I remember what year that was, but I was definitely young. It was early two thousands. Early two right? thousands, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was young, and I remember the theater had to have been filled with just all like like either like high, like high, high school yeah, seniors teenager, or college kids, all these teenage hooligans. But bro. bro, like everyone was so fucking dialed into that movie, like mm-hmm. every skit like was just. Just like it was pandemonium everyone was losing their shit was in the aisles up on their seats like it was crazy yeah i saw i didn't see the first one in theaters but i saw a second one in theaters and i remember when we went the theater was so packed the second we, was rowdier bro yeah and we actually got in for free we like oh, snuck in yeah nice. uh, like i was being i was being a little asshole with yeah. my friends but we actually like snuck in because you know like there was a massive line there was so many people so we just managed to like scoop by yeah and you know we just got in there and we sat down and the theater was packed and yeah it was just a fucking circus well do you remember i think it was the first one when bam sets off the fireworks in phil and april's room in his parents room do you remember that, was that he, the first one or was that the second I, one? I don't know if that was the first one or the second one but I, I remember that that skit like like vividly because he does that and then his dad has to get up for work at like 4 a.m and as soon as he gets in his truck they lay off the fireworks again inside of his truck okay that was the first that one. was the first one right yeah i remember Fucking that yeah. hilarious dude and the entire theater lost it when when it went off when it was in his truck it was I can't great even re- i just i remember in the second one when um was it chris when he pops up in a double classroom from underground yes <laughs> it was just like quiet he just pops up and just, at that point it was like pretty deep into the movie but then yeah and then the big final skit which is so fucked up with the terrorists like yeah. everyone was just fucking losing their mind yeah. like every at that point everyone was just already so tired from laughing going right. nuts it was just like it was just this like build up crescendo and then it was just like uh yeah that that theater experience was definitely a fucking just well that was a that was an experience yeah, that was yeah a time for sure for mm-hmm. sure um what else you got Another one that I had too was um was this was a little generic but it was a dark night mm-hmm. the obviously the theater was packed but I remember just the moment where 
um, Gordon comes back. Yeah. The whole theater just like erupted in applause. Did they really? Yeah. Everyone yes. was like, oh my God. And they all applauded. And I was like, there was no way he was fucking dead. Right, like, yeah. It's like, you people are fucking idiots. <laughs> the general audience, man. The general audience. Bunch of idiots. <laughs> but yeah, the second he, he, he like gets me, he's like, we got you, son of a bitch. But yeah, the, every single time the Joker came on screen, you can just tell there was like a certain energy in, in the movie. Like theater. everyone was like, just, just, wa- yeah, like, like just you everyone, tell everyone was just you watching, tell like, everyone totally was paying definitely attention. Engaged. Yeah. And, um, and same thing too. The second Batman barges in to save Harvey when he thinks it's actually Rachel, everyone just is like, oh, oh no. no, yeah. And then it's yeah. like, fuck, this bitch is dead. Well, that was one of because like every now and then there's always those movies that are just such a big cultural like movement that you get mm-hmm. to experience with everybody at the same time. And like the Dark Knight was definitely one of them because going into it, it's like yeah, like I remember seeing Batman Begins and I love Batman Begins, but I don't think I was. I wasn't expecting what the Dark Knight was going to be, you know, and I think it already had that weight because Heath Ledger had died. Mm-hmm. But going into it, it's like I didn't never thought it was going to end up being like, you know, what we consider to be one of the greatest movies made of all time. You know, right. so experiencing that for the first time was just such a, you know, awesome thing. And it was really funny, too, because I was just watching that with my brother and he when Joker reveals himself, he asked me, he's like, is that would you consider that like uh, one of the biggest I guess character intros in films. Yeah. Now I was like probably only because of how iconic he's become as a character. Yeah, for sure. Like you know, if, if he didn't really become, uh, like even Joaquin's Joker, like the dance stairs, uh, the the dancing downstairs sequence yeah. is probably like an iconic sequence at this point. Um, so I think be, just only because of of how iconic he became as a character and how sort of influential. Um, but even, but even even when you watch the the opening heist scene, like right? That, it's, it's a great it's scene. a great scene. It's right. a great sequence. It's a great yeah. scene. It's a great um, intro introduction to this like film and this new and the sequel and these characters and everything. But um, but yeah, I think just the fact of how. Like, I guess, like, the legacy that Heath Ledger left behind, so to speak, yeah. I guess just adds to that. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's uh, I would say that that's my second one. Definitely does. Uh, for me, I would say another moment that really sticks out with me was seeing Superbad for the first time. Oh, fuck, bro. And, and like, playing out all the comedies. I'm, 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 play- I'm playing out all... Because, like, that's, like... And, and, and trust me, I'll, I'll get into some stuff that's a little bit more heavy, but for, for comedy, when, when you hit comedy right... Having that experience in a theater with everybody laughing along, mm-hmm. it just that that that's another feeling too. Like there's right. so much energy. And like I remember, dude, like when Michael Sarah finally has uh Becca, when when they go up to the room at the end and, yeah. and he has her, there's one I remember one kid in the back of the theater goes, Please fuck her. <laughs> it was so funny, bro. And the entire theater just lost it. But I and remember then, and but then even like after the after the fact, when we all got out, I couldn't tell you how many cars left that parking lot blasting Panama. Really? Yeah. Well, my God. It was insane. I remember I was like, I was, it was a group of, and I remember my friend Melissa was actually saying the same thing. Cause he was like, why doesn't he just fuck her? And I was like, bitch, what the fuck? I'm trying to watch the movie. But, uh, but yeah, when it comes to comedy or horror, like if done right, those are some of the best movie theater experiences that you can have. For because, sure. you know, that actually kind of leads into my other one, mm-hmm. my next uh, movie theater experience when we saw It Chapter 2 in Toronto. Yes. And the scene with when Beverly goes to get her whatever the fuck it's called, whatever, her, her widget, whatever. Um, and she's, <laughs> Her horcrux. Yeah, her horcrux, exactly. <laughs> thank you. And she is talking to the old lady and then we see like the old lady in the background and yes. she's like walking around and she's like naked and doing all these things. The entire theater was like 
slightly giggling but terrified right right they're like oh this is funny but i'm fucking scared yeah. like you don't know what's happening you don't and then it's like it's building it's building up and when she comes out charging and like her big like shape form whatever everyone just like kind of like lost yeah, their yeah, minds. yeah yeah and that was like that was like a that was a blast well that's too because like it, it chapter two is not like the greatest horror movie you know what i mean when it mm-hmm. comes to that but like i remember that that theater just being so rowdy and so into the movie like yeah. the entire time it was a really fun experience that was yeah like, and that was um that was like the I think I think I told you it's like when we left Toronto because we saw it during the film festival, that wasn't part of like the our film festival slate, but that was one of my favorite films that we saw yes, that yeah, weekend. Yeah. It, was, it was a blast. It, it definitely was a blast. Mm-hmm. Well, that could, you know the thing too with uh, horror movies, I feel like they also have a negative effect because I've also seen horror movies where you've just had like and, and maybe because i've been a little older going to see some of this stuff but like then you just have like these little like fucking high school kids that are there and they're either on their phone half the time or they're fucking yapping through the entire movie well that's and it's like you fucking clowns like get the fuck out of here well that's what i told you when it comes to that because they're these kids bro what they're probably just trying to get jerked off afterwards that's probably what it that's is that's what it is like yeah. these high school they're looking, kids they're looking for a handy yeah they're looking for a handy and again you know you're 16 whatever some people are doing much more at that time okay look not everyone's that blessed so they're just not trying to like you know play into like oh i'm scared i'm a tough guy so you can jerk me off later yeah. so then they they talk they talk to like break the tension right they laugh they crack jokes and that's always how it is and i get it because that was also like when i would go because you know me i love horror films right when i when i would go see that i would also kind of just like fuck around just to kind of break the tension of like like i don't want to seem like i'm scared in front of this girl so i'm just kind of like i'm gonna play it off so i totally get it so for me it doesn't bother me because i'm like because that to me means that they're fucking scared right right and that means like okay this movie's doing its job yeah. like when we saw freaky like some of those kids were like like you had some kids tripping away but you yeah. know they were just like trying to like break the ice or for break sure the tension for sure they were like and freaky wasn't even a scary movie either it wasn't but you have like your slash moments moments and these kids are pussies right so like you know i get <laughs> that's, it that's that's true yeah that's very true uh well, well sticking with horror i think probably my favorite horror movie that i saw in a theater was probably a quiet place because I had never been in a theater where everyone was quiet the entire fucking way through. Like nobody, oh my God, that was a good. That was nobody experience. talked the entire time, bro. It was insane. You could hear a pin drop. Like so, like the fact that like that movie was just able to grab hold of the entire audience and just not let go until the end credits was just amazing. Like that was that was such an amazing experience right. watching that movie in, in a recent theater. years. I think um, in terms of like horror moments. And the moment that I thought about you too was like in Quiet Place when the thing goes underwater. Yeah. Like Nick would have died. Yeah. Like Nick no, Nick bro, like, I was done. What? I'm done. I was just done. like, just take me out. But like that moment when I was like, oh shit, like you're fucked. Yeah. And then obviously that bear scene from Annihilation. Yeah, dude. That I still think is one of the greatest. You know, you know what sucks moments. though is I didn't get a chance to see that in theaters though. Oh, bro. I, I didn't see Annihilation until after the fact. It was so good. And then obviously I've said this before, but Sinister. Yeah, since there was a great movie, a uh, great horror movie theater going experience where like everyone was just literally like fucking had their balls in their throat the entire time. <laughs> but onto my next, onto my next and last one. These are just like generic, simple answers, but um, obviously Avenger films. Yep. When I saw Infinity War, and I've said this many times, I always go into movie theaters with my snacks. I love my snacks watching while I watch my movies and. We got some spot sirens. Got some sirens. Speaking of Infinity War, yeah. you know we got some sirens. The Avengers <laughs> got to come to the rescue. <laughs> Um, from I I went into I still fucking remember this I went into Infinity War with my traditional large bucket of popcorn and my nachos yeah and my large drink I think I ate like two nachos before Thanos comes out in his big bag you know fucking shit up kills Loki I was shook and from there I didn't eat another like I didn't have another bite of anything because I was just right. I was so into this movie 
And, you know, from there, we go into the New York fight scene. And the second Spider-Man pops onto the screen, you see the hairs. Yeah. Everyone loses their mind. I was, like, losing my mind. And then, like, the whole time, I'm just like, this is, like, this. I'm watching an annual come to life. Like, right, I right. <laughs> I couldn't believe. That's also one of, like, the first times where, like, I literally could not believe what I was watching. Right. And the I'm fact like, that, like, we're, is, we're here. We've arrived. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm literally flipping through the, the pages of a comic book annual while I'm watching this movie. Like, I could not believe it. And the whole time, and then it ends with, like, that massive cliffhanger. And, yeah, like, I just... I didn't eat like anything. Yeah, yeah. I ended up throwing away. That was like the first time ever that I didn't finish my snacks. I left buzzing. Like I left the movie theater just like with this biggest high. I remember, um, again, we shout out May a lot, but May had texted me before the movie and she was like, Spider-Man sad emoji. And then I, and she's like, I was like, shut the fuck up. I didn't watch. Don't say <laughs> I was like, I didn't watch. <laughs> oh my God. So I left the movie theater. I'm never going to forget this. And I've said this before. I know, but I, I saw it at the 34th street, AMC IMAX mm -hmm. and I left and I was going back to New York Penn Station to catch the train at like one o'clock in the morning. I was walking down the street. There was not that many people around, but I was just texting people. Yeah. I was texting Chris. I was texting like I was just like all, all these people. I'm like, I need to talk to Have someone. Have you seen it yet? I, 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 like, I need <laughs> to talk about this film. And then finally, like May answered me and she was like, yeah, but he died. I'm like, they're coming back. They're going to come yeah, back. They're all coming they're, back. They're not dead. They're coming back. But I was just like, it was just such like, an, it was one of the, uh, probably the biggest buzz that I ever had at leave a movie theater. Other honorable net mentions are also Star Wars World Gun, that yeah. Vader scene. Like, oh, yeah. The yeah, first yeah. Avengers. Also, I love the theater buzzing. Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Like, also, like that high that you get from leaving a movie theater that, too. that you loved yeah. a movie that you absolutely love yeah when you come out of it it's like and and I th i've said this a couple times before on some of previous episodes but like it's uh it's like a euphoric feeling you feel like energized you feel inspired you feel like you can do fucking anything when you feel you, like you, happy yeah you feel you happy like, like it's, it's, it's insane it's that like you're just going down the escalators after the movie you're just like oh my god yeah like, you feel good like you're ready to fuck the world yeah, know. you know <laughs> it's true but um but yeah avengers film so that one and obviously endgame obviously captain you were with me captain yep, picking up the yep, hammer yep. i just i screamed yeah i lost i was like i knew it <laughs> just like i fucking just lost my mind it was like it was a great moment but yeah those two films um in recent years uh were definitely some of the great movie theater experiences yeah and then in terms if we're gonna stick on on comic books for a second uh you know i also would shout out spider-man 2 i remember seeing spider-man 2 for the first time oh, in, a, in a theater and like that was probably the first time that i had really seen it had to have been either that or or x-men 2 where like i just saw it and like it was just such a different experience because like i had always loved like comics growing up, I loved comic book movies, you know, but like at the time it was, it was like Slim to None you had, obviously Christopher Reeves is Superman, mm -hmm. yeah, Michael Keaton is Batman, which I, I did love, but I had never seen like either of those in theaters. So like being able to experience like X-Men 2, which is still to this day a great film, and then Spider-Man 2 was just like, like what is like what is happening? Like I can't, yeah. I can't believe I'm watching this on screen. And Spider-Man 2 took like the world by storm because it was such a massive leap i feel like i feel like yeah. that's like and you know and we talked about that with the dark knight how like every now and then there's just these these movies that come along that just feel like that they're just such a leap you know they like they make like that jump and it's like now now we've entered a new era of, of filmmaking yeah totally you know and i feel like spider-man 2 was one of those moments especially for, just for, for sure no i also like i saw it years too with like a with my family and yeah dude like we left that movie theater and we were just like we were like buzzing right like it, it was it was like I remember I clear, I vividly remember saying like that was the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, like, that was the greatest movie yeah. I've ever seen. And I was like, I need to see this movie again like tomorrow, like well, now. Well, and that's the, and like I think I think to this day when he loses his mask at the end and he turns around and he finally reveals that oh it's Peter Parker to MJ like that was just such a fucking like moment. I was like oh my god like this is it was just amazing dude. Yeah.
It was such it was such a crazy film. And then but, we got Bully Maguire. Bully Maguire. But uh and then like before we wrap this up, uh the last moment that that I would say was pretty fucking awesome, and I don't want to spoil it because it's still a, a pretty fresh movie, but it was the one specific scene in The Invisible Man. Yes. Because that was a moment that took the entire theater by storm. Yeah, I'm like, saying like if it's um Tell you, man, when he, when, when horror is done right, yeah, and and to do, to piggyback off that one, the uh, the backseat car scene in Freaky, yeah, the yes. entire theater yes. was just like we're just the, losing the it. energy, <laughs> the energy in the theater, like you just felt it. So, um, but yeah, if you guys haven't seen Invisible Man or Freaky, definitely go check both of them out because there are a couple of scenes in there that are pretty fucking good. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, all right, man, is there any other moments you wanna you wanna specifically shout out? I mean. I know there's a lot. There's a lot. There's definitely but a I lot. Wanna, I, I will say that my favorite movie theater going experience so far that I've had today was probably Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit? We went to the Jojo Rabbit premiere at the Toronto Film Festival. Um, oh, that was great. Yeah. That was pretty you know, great. Yeah. Obviously, we were like, we were a little like just, uh, we were just like feeling good because we were just, we were eight feet away from Carl Johansson. Well, that too, yeah. Yeah. And 15 <laughs> feet from Minka Kelly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, oh <laughs> yeah, I was, I may or may not have been stalking Minka Kelly <laughs> before the premiere, but it's well, okay. Well, dude, that was, that was such an awesome moment too because that was, I think, the first official like big movie premiere that we attended at mm -hmm. the festival. And we didn't realize that like, we were looking at our seats, we're like, this can't be right. We cannot be front row. For, for this first premiere there's just no fucking way well we got the best seats available obviously we were, we were rookies we got right. the best seats available but then we realized no one gets the front row yeah no one really gets because the front you are row. looking up a little bit you are, you are looking up yeah, yeah. well i would say it, like i think it was worse for ford versus ferrari like right, it, it, the screen was like, like the screen was huge yeah, yeah. like you definitely but want to be like, further back it, it's we just didn't think about this but it's the exact same thing as if you're getting regular movie tickets right you never sit in the fucking right you never, sit in the front you never row. do that no but that. but what i will say is that for this it's a little bit different because yes i do understand that you are looking up but the fact that they have everyone come out on stage right like, so for that experience like, yes that was amazing had yeah because they all come up present the movie so we had taika was right there scar johansson sam rockwell see a merchant like and right. the whole cast was there and then for four vs Friday, we had fucking christian bale and matt damon like two feet in front of us and i said this before i'm in christian bale's phone yeah, yeah. I am in Christian Bale's phone. After the movie, Christian Bale took a picture of the screen. I, I noticed him taking a picture, so I just like I waved my hand, and I'm pretty sure he got me because I was like right there. So if I ever meet Christian Bale one day, I'm gonna bring that up to him. Like, like, do you still have that phone from the Four Hours Friday premiere? If you do, pull it out. I'm like, pull it out, whip it out right now, go through the pictures. He goes, I, oh, you're the fuck that ruined my photo. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, that's right, baby, that's me, that's me. Um, but yes, it, the we were we it was like the energy was good, the build up was good, um, and then. Uh, oh, John Bernthal was also there, remember? John Bernthal was right yeah, there. Yeah, he's had a couple rows behind yeah, us. Yeah, he had a couple rows behind us. So we're like, bro, the fucking Punisher's yeah, here. Fucking Black Widow's here. Yeah. You got Korg, fucking Taika Waititi. Like, yeah. it was great. And then the movie was just incredible. It yeah. was incredible. And it's, it's to this day, is one of my favorite movie endings in a film. Yes. You know, like, it, the way it ends, I'm, I'm also a massive David Bowie fan. So if you're going to end it with heroes, that's, that's obviously like yeah, a big yeah, one yeah. In, yeah. in my book. But yeah, like the music starts playing and they start dancing. It's like feel good. It's heartwarming. And then the second it ends, everyone just erupted. Yes. Everyone felt, everyone knew this was a, a special movie. Um, and yeah, that was probably like my favorite so far, like favorite movie theater going experience. Movie theater experience. Yeah, man. I really hope we get to go again this year. I hope so too, bro. Because it was a fucking blast. Like, like yeah. The, the tr if, if you guys ever get the chance, if you're a big movie fans and you, and you want to... 
if you and you want to do like your first film festival, I definitely suggest the Toronto Film Festival because we went and like well, Toronto it's, itself was was really cool. It's not as cool as Montreal, I will say. No, Montreal's a lot. Fun, Ma- Montreal's yeah. definitely a lot more fun, mm-hmm. but but there were a lot of great places to go eat. There's just a lot of, a lot of cool bars there, and then obviously you know just the film festival itself and getting to experience just like the whole. Like just everything about the festival and what it has to offer, which it was just great. And hopefully I'm not sick this time. I know, yeah, bro. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> it fucking sucked. Yeah, yeah, man, you got fucked up. Yeah, the first like two days were a little rough for me, but yeah. I managed to pull through. So hopefully this time around I'll be a little better. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But uh, all right, man. So yeah, so let's let's move on. We're gonna kind of talk about some of the the stories that we talked about in our dailies this past week, and I kind of want to kick it off with uh, Mission Impossible casting for Mission yeah. Impossible Seven. So Mission Impossible Seven is kind of rounding out its cast. And uh, they got Indira Varma, Rob Delaney, and Carrie Ills. Is it Ills or Ills? Honestly, bro, I don't know how, I've, I've never known how to say his last right. name. Right, but they also got Charles Parnell and Mark Gattis. Yes. Yeah. And from the looks of it, it seems like they may or may not have already shot scenes. Cause I, think they, I think they did. I think they did, too. I think they were probably just keeping it a secret. I think, yeah, I just think they just hadn't revealed the whole cast. I think they were keeping it a secret, right. And then he just, um, and then he just, pre- and then Chris from McCoy just came out here, like, right, he because I'm pretty sure they've already done filming. Yeah, I think, I think, I think seven, I want to say seven's done, and then they were going to go into eight, but because of the, the pandemic, they were like, you know what, we got to wait because Cruz is about to go promote the shit out yeah, of Top and Gun he, 2. There's no fucking way there's no Tom fucking, Cruise he's is not, not going to promote <laughs> Top Gun exactly. 2. It's just not going to happen. Exactly. But um, Also, bro, can we also say how, how Christopher McQuarrie low-key has one of the best Instagram accounts because all the photos he posts are just so fucking good, and they're always in black and white. But he posts some fantastic. Are they always in black and white? I think, I think majority of the fact they're always in black and white. Okay. But he posts some great photos. He does post great photos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love these pictures. They were great. They were great little tees. I absolutely love the Indira Varma photo. I got yes. some um, Ivana. Is it Ivana? Squeeze or Ivana? Uh, whatever from Goldeneye. Famke oh, Famke Jansen. Famke yeah. Jansen's character. I got a- some. No, it's uh, it's Exana on the top. Exana on the top. Yes, on the top. Thank you. I'm thinking of fucking Austin Powers. Ivana Humpalot. <laughs> yeah. No, like that's definitely not it. That's definitely not. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, I got some like serious like Famke Jansen Goldeneye vibes from that. Um, and. You know, everyone's very serious in, in all their photos. Um, but I love how Rob Delaney looks like he's playing some sort of like military upper. Right. Like either general well, like general, or yeah, something yeah. like that. And Rob Delaney's interesting because he's been, he does mostly comedy. Yes. He's a comedian. So I'm interested like what to see what he's going to do. If he's going to come in and maybe do be like a sort of Simon Pegg type of character. Right. Or, and, or is he more of like a serious type of role? Yeah. Or, yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. To maybe do seem, because I'm not too familiar with him. I know he's been around for a while, but... I've only became familiar with him in recent years, ever since Deadpool 2. Right, Deadpool 2, and then he was in Hobbs and Shaw for like a a split second. Right, he was in Tom and Jerry, which I still haven't seen. Oh, Um, he's in Tom and Jerry? Yeah, he's in Tom and Jerry. So so yeah, he's kind of like splashed on the scene recently, so... um, So I'm excited to see what he's going to do here, which is good for him. But yeah, then again, I mean, obviously Carrie, I was, will always have a spot in our hearts because of Robbie Homer and Tights, because of the Princess Bride, Bride, and because of Saw. Yeah, like yeah, when for you sure. Think, so I think Saw to this day is um the first the first Saw the first Saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that movie. Well, we're, I, we're talking about actually we're talking about movie theater experiences. That was a great yeah. movie theater. That, I, I saw like the first five in theaters. I never saw any of the Saws in theaters. Yeah, and yeah. they were they were all fun, uh, 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 like a fun time. But I mean, I'm not gonna get into this. I can I can literally talk about how Saw in a way sort of changed the horror genre. I can talk about that forever. Well, it, I, I mean, I mean, I was I was just about to say that that that's definitely a, I I would say that movie's definitely a moment too. Where it's an influential film. Definitely, definitely influential and it film. was definitely like a big turn in regards to like horror and of of how it kind of like launched the I guess quote unquote torture porn torture porn yeah like for sure era. for sure I feel yeah like kind of died off by now but obviously the Saw films are still are still we're getting spiral soon right right so like they're still kind of moving forward but. 
But that's I think Saw will will go down as a very important film in in cinema history. But regardless, like yeah, like like we have an actor who who we love. Yep. Uh, and now in this franchise, in the year of armor, who's just on a fucking roll. Dude, yeah, man. She's she, like like the, the fact that like last week she got the Obi Wan series and then mm-hmm. now she's in this. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, good for her because like, because she was definitely a standout in uh, in Game of Thrones. I didn't like what they did, ended up doing with her character, but that's, I didn't like what they did with a lot of characters in Game right. of Thrones. But she was great in Game of Thrones. No, I could see a I can see a series on Dorne itself and yeah. the, what are called the Sand Snakes. Yeah, 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 I can't remember what they're called, but I can see a series on just that alone. But yeah, I'm really excited for for um for these next uh these next mission impossible installments like aside from this you still got like simon peck you still got you know your traditional rebecca ferguson tom cruise right um uh, being reigns but we're also getting fucking Haley Atwell, who we love yep. from mcu fame and another yep. mcu fame palm clementine who plays man yeah 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 right so, right like, and then uh did you say vanessa kirby too vanessa kirby yeah, she's coming well, back right. as well and so, who's now a like talk about you know where where she you know, popped up in Fallout and not really knowing who she is to where she is now. She's about to get like she might get an Oscar nomination for Pieces of a Woman. Like she's completely blown up in the last couple of years. And good for her, yeah. And you know, for yeah, her no, because she's, she's awesome. But yeah, so, but, but uh, what so, yeah, a, I'm what really fucking, excited for this fucking for. I mean, this cast is incredible. I would say stack cast, man. Yeah, and these films just keep getting better. They do. Get, they get more ridiculous. They do get more ridiculous, but, but they, they get better. But they get better. So well, that, that's the thing. Like, to I also think too because of. Like for as as ridiculous as it gets, it's not like a Fast and Furious ridiculous because everything they do in these mission movies is real. It's real, but it does have. I mean, you're right. I I do agree with you. Yeah. They're not because Fast and Furious gets to because I was watching Hobbs and Shaw again, and which is why I want to talk about Chastahelski. And that movie just like that movie like kind of slightly gets just worse for me um, as yeah. it plays. I off. mean that 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 I was I was disappointed in the in the route they went with that movie. I thought that could have been so much better had they taken more of. Uh, I know, but it's, uh, just, it's also just like the bullshit that they just play into, and it's like I, know. I love the Rock, but it's it's like the Rock's bullshit. Like when he's like, I gotta have my cheat meal and do these like twenty pancakes and wink at the camera and flags yeah, and yeah. do all. And it's like it's you, all it's all the extra stuff. It's you don't like need it's like this, I know, you know, it's like now you're not playing the character, now you're playing yourself, right? And yeah. uh, we'll get into that a little bit, but right. but uh, but yeah. Long story short, I don't want to drag this on. I just I can't wait for this film. Yeah, I'm really yeah. excited for this. Yeah. No, I, I would definitely agree too, but. Uh, I do want to go back to that point, though, because I remember we were watching Fallout and when, you know, obviously the two helicopters hit each other at the end and then they're like rolling towards yeah. each other. And then like fucking Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise are basically rolling around this fucking. And it just goes. It, it just keeps going. It doesn't stop. And then the hook's going. Yeah. And the yeah. hook's going closer <laughs> and closer and closer. So they. Um, they, yeah. do, they definitely do get more ridiculous. But I think because they mainly have such a practical element in it, mm-hmm. that keeps it like good. Like that entire helicopter sequence is amazing. Right. And it, it does keep it grounded. It does. It does, it does have some sort of realism. And it's like, um, again, I guess just go back to Hobbs Shaw. It's not like loaded with CG. Like, so you yes. do. Yeah, so Hobbs you do, Shaw has way too much CG. It does. Uh, way too much. Um, so this does have a bit of um, sort of like grounded sensibility since a lot of it is practical. For sure. For sure. But yeah, I definitely cannot wait for that. Uh, but sticking on casting, let's jump to The Flash. So Kiersey Clemens yes. is, has officially coming back. Officially. Which is, which is awesome. Now, obviously, we have yet to see her as this character because we haven't seen Zack Snyder's Justice League yet. But when we do see it, I don't think she has that big of a part. She's probably just in that one scene because that's all we see her in. Well, there's also, as um, if you remember the Saxonator Bureau photos, mm-hmm. there's a there's some scenes where her and Barry are talking. I think I think in that cafe. Oh, true. I mean, well, it's probably like an extended sequence, right? So, so it's probably I think that like one, probably one big first. sequence. Yeah, I think they're probably both talking first. Then she leaves, and it has the accent. And has the accent. Yeah. But there's also another photo that he posted where they're like at some like park or something. Right. That could just be a promo shot. Though. It could have been yeah, a promo yeah. shot, of, of or it could her. be another scene. But I, hopefully, we get a, we get a nice sense of her character, like her right. playing the character. But the big thing, 
Yeah. Here's the big thing, and this is um, this is why the recaps are great because obviously we're not going to get into this on the fucking dailies. Right. But the big thing is that a few days ago, Zack Snyder said that the 2017 Justice League is um insert Superman photo here is is canon. Is canon. Yeah. And that was the only way Warner Bros. would let him make right hit like would come back to redo his version as if as if you know the Justice version a, a was double, canon. Which is stupid. Well, we'll see what happens after Thursday. Exactly. <laughs> um. And however, she was cut from the 2017 version, right. so technically she doesn't exist. Right. And and we're we're speaking like can canon what is it canonical? Canonical? I don't know what the fuck the word is, but if we're speaking in in canon terms, she technically doesn't exist. Right. Because she was cut from that from that um, movie. However, she does exist in Snyder's Snyder's cut. Right. So, if she is in the Flash, which is technically canon, mm-hmm. and she's also in the Snyder cut, right? Then you know, therefore, by the <laughs> Piece, second piecing the dots, <laughs> yeah. If you're moving a lot, you know, by the second cousin twice removed, second attached, Sankafanakis equations moving across <laughs> the, you know, technically that that makes in a way the Snyder cut canon, somewhat canon, yeah. Yeah, and yes, I get it that. Um, I get it that you know they are moving, they're already moving forward with like the Aquaman sequel. They're probably gonna have a Wonder Woman two with Gal Gadot. Wonder Woman three. Wonder Woman three with Gal Gadot. So they they did say that the cow was gonna make some cameos in future films. Right. We'll see if that ever fucking happens. If that actually happens. Yeah. Um. So there are pieces of the quote unquote Snyderverse still very much moving forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like the, it's it's funny too because you know in hypotheticals, if if the if the Snyder cut comes out on, on Thursday. And it ends up being, you know, and we always keep saying this, if it ends up being like generally liked and, and majority of people like it and ends up being successful, like, why do you not just say, all right, this is canon, but then you're going to have this Flash movie come out and it's just going to reset anything anyway. So why do you, why, what's the point of just saying, no, this is going to be canon? Like, who gives a fuck? Like, the Flash right. is going to reset everything anyway. At this point, everything's a mess. Yeah. So just fuck it. Just, just go yeah. Because yeah. they don't even know what they're doing over there. They don't so, know what they're doing everywhere. So it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. who cares? And, and, and I'm sure the fact that they're trying to, you know, quote unquote, be woke DC with all their stations they're moving, they're yeah. making, I'm sure bring Kirsty Clemens back as ours was probably like a big part of that. Right. You know, so regardless of that, it's just like, look, it doesn't matter what's canon. Um, pieces of Zack Snyder's Justice League are moving forward. Right. So the big question is, is that a sign that possibly more things can move forward? Yeah. I you mean, know? I mean, and that's the thing, man. And, like, you know, and it's like we said, it all comes down to Thursday. It if does. Thursday's a, Thursday a massive success and it brings in new, new subscribers breaks the fucking record i don't know what the record is for like streams in a day mm-hmm. um if it gets multiple viewings being a four-hour film that even adds more credit to it right so like how yeah. do you how do you not have conversations you know the conversation will be had yeah they'll yeah. definitely have com- whether or not like things actually go actually happen that's one thing and they're gonna release a physical they're gonna yes. have a physical release now they're so that's a physical a me- release so between that's huge. Clemens, yeah a physical release like the fact that they're gonna invest money into actually making fucking physical copies of yeah. this movie it's gonna be huge so if those sell out if, if right. there's a, if there's a big physical because dvds talk dvd single-handedly brought back family guy twice yeah that's true that's <laughs> true cancellation man. so that's true. and i think that's that's happened a lot with 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 dvd sales man like like that's that's a second a second market that can give your movie life like if, you're, if your movie's re- massive was, um, there's a couple movies that have done that yeah a co- uh, like, like that have gotten one? uh sequels out of it because they just become such massive hits like after the fact i believe it was pacific rim it might be might have been pacific rim or, or I'm picturing like a fucking like um, Arnie movie or, or something. I know Power Rangers too. The 2017 had a pretty big um, DVD sale version, whatever. That's not here nor there. But yes, if you know, 
then I'm if if they're having the talks for physical release, then I'm sure they might have some talks for theatrical release, limited yes. limited run. If it ends up making a nice chunk of money in theatrical theaters, then like I mean, look, I think at this point so I'll wait and see. But if it's huge, like we said, if it's a massive success, then there's definitely gonna be some serious discussions moving forward. I would think so too. But uh but yeah, so Hopefully Thursday is everything we've we've all hoped and dreamed for, and we're very. Look, happy I just want a coherent movie. I, uh, That's all no, I want. I, I, I don't care man. about it. as long as it's just like a, a just, nice coherent, just, make, it a coherent just movie. make a coherent film that properly flows. It's properly it's well paced. You know everything else is just a bonus, but just give me a coherent film. That's all I for sure, want. man. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Uh, all right, so moving on, we got the Mortal Kombat banner, which is dope, dope, which is awesome, and then we got our first look at Cabal. Yes, so. I didn't realize this because um, even though we're nerds, I didn't actually go and freeze frame every single shot every single of the trailer. Shot. Yeah, which but you should have because you watched like fifty times. I know I should have, and then I also <laughs> I also cut so much stuff from it for like the clips. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. But yeah, when when he's fighting, when Liu Kang is fighting Cabal, it, it's clearly Cabal it in is Cabal, the trailer. Yeah, like, there's yeah. the, not the dragon shot when the fire dragon's about to eat him, but there's a shot when like he kind of like when it's like cameras moving behind Cabal and he's like swinging. Right. You can see the clear like hook and stuff. So it's it's clearly Cabal. Um, it is interesting that they have him on the banner. Um, does this mean that he might have a significant role? I don't think so. Because I, I think Melina's also going to get got in this yeah. movie too. It's probably just highlighting like these are some of our, hero, our quote unquote mm-hmm. heroes. These are some of our villains. Right. Uh, so that's... I mean, it was fun to see. Hopefully they have, he'll have... Um, significant scenes but we don't know if if he has another fight scene before Liu Kang then great because we'll see him like because because Cabal has great fatalities yeah he has some really great fatalities like especially like ripping people's heads off with like the hooks and shit but um but if if it's just like the one and done scene with Liu Kang right whatever it is what it is but the other thing was that we now know that Cole is the one fighting Goro right because of because of what he was wearing because of his costume right Right. because the there was a shot of Goro when he's jumping. And we see the back of a character, and, and we didn't really know. We didn't really know. So that makes me think that since Cole is essentially like the the hero of the story, I, it makes me think that's going to be a similar situation to the original movie where Goro's also went and done. Right. Oh, he probably. So, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that that doesn't matter. No. It, it really doesn't. But um, but it, it just you know it it just gets me more excited for this film. Um, Cabal looks great. You know, regardless of his role in the film, I'm just I'm, I'm excited to see him in live action because this is a character we haven't seen before. Right. You know, we've gotten a handful between the last two films, between some of the stuff that they did, that they did on YouTube, uh, but we never really got in Cobal before, so it's great to see him. Right, to actually see him, yeah. And, and you know, and we're still we're, we're still early days yet when it comes to marketing for Mortal Kombat because this week is big. We have we have the Snyder Cut, and then uh, not next week, but the week after is Godzilla vs Kong. Right, and so, there's also Bucky verse. Oh, you're talking about just from I'm just talking about just from the HBO yeah, Max yeah, yeah. side of things. So like, so like once we get past those two, then uh, marketing will really start ramping up for Mortal Kombat. So right. we're probably gonna see a hell of a lot more going forward. And it's it's what we were talking about too. Now the luxury of HBO Max, you just put it on, and there's just banners. Right. Like I, I sent the picture, the snap the other yeah, day. yeah, of Justice League. Yeah, because it was cool. Because like you you see, you turn it on, you see his massive Justice League banner, and then it flips to King Kong, and then literally flips to Mortal Kombat. Oh, so that's like, awesome! Yeah, it yeah. just tells you like these movies are coming. And right. It's like it just puts it in your brain. So, again, it just makes marketing a whole lot easier for, from that standpoint. For sure, man. For sure. Uh, all right, now I want to move on to this this other thing, and I remember I saw this story, and I was like, well, if this isn't the definition of irony, I don't know what is. So Netflix is making a documentary on the very last blockbuster. Is it in Seattle? 
Uh, you know what? Done. I actually don't know exactly where it's at. Let me look that up. But if you haven't followed their Twitter account, you have to because it's fucking hysterical. Who blockbusters? Yeah, there, there's there's a last blockbuster Twitter account, and it's it's amazing. Like just Are they some throwing of the, a lot of shade the, at Netflix. I don't know if they're th- they're not really throwing shade at Netflix, but it's just they're they're very self aware that they are the the final one standing. So they're very uh, they throw out a lot of jokes about themselves about you know renting, and it just it's it's really oh. it's a really good. Uh, it's a really good Twitter account to follow, but um, but yeah, man. Oh, so it's it's in Oregon. It is in Oregon. Okay. Yeah, it's in Oregon, and I think they're also they also turned it into an Airbnb. I think, if I remember correctly, they they turned a piece of it into an Airbnb where you can rent out like a piece of the store. There's like a fucking bed, and like you have ba- you, ba- you basically get the entire place to yourself. I did see that, yeah. but I didn't realize it was the actual fucking store. I think it might be the actual store. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, if there's like a separate room, then sure. Yeah, but if it's like in the middle of the store, it's a little weird. Right, but if you guys don't know, you know, if you're if you're not if you're not old enough to remember Blockbuster, the reason why this is ironic is because Blockbuster literally had the jump on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like they like in an alternate you know timeline, Blockbuster is Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, right. like Blockbuster could have made that switch, but the CEO was an idiot. And decided not to, and Netflix fucking took over. Right. So it's like, but Blockbuster had him. Blockbuster was about to put Netflix out of business, and well, because originally it, it was like the the I think the the big step forward was the DVD delivery. Yes, that was like the big thing. Right. Like, and that was like when Netflix kind of like was known for. And then I believe it was like in twenty. When did the site? Was it twenty ten or twenty eleven? I remember mean, it was around there. I think when the maybe, site maybe actually, a little earlier. But I remember the first like kind of big film that they had was Iron Man two. Yes. Like, that was, like, a big film that they had. And um, and I st- I'm never going to forget this, bro. I-, I got my Netflix account for the first time to watch Iron Man 2 with my family. And then we were, like, we put it on. And my brother, like, didn't really know what it was. So he was streaming. He's like, wait, I can watch all these movies? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, holy shit. I'm yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> and, and but even before that, like, the, the yeah, man, just going back to, my, like, my high school is, like, le- going, like, leaving school and then going home to check the mail knowing that you were going to get a DVD right. was exciting. Right. Like, I remember going, and then you open it, and you get the little, like, tight fucking DVD, like, vacuum-sealed yep, yep. Netflix packet, and you were like, yes. And it was like Peter Jackson's King Kong. And you're like, yes. And you put it on, you fast-forward to the T-Rex scene, and it was a fucking blast. <laughs> but, yeah, because then I think Blockbuster started doing that, too, but I think Netflix was, like, ahead of them. They were, they were, they were way too ahead. Yeah. By the time Blockbuster realized what was going on, and they released their own, like, digital video service mm-hmm. it was done already shout out redbox too redbox yeah, and yeah. It, was, it was like a compa- it was like redbox blockbuster and netflix like a nice little three-way competition but well, i think redbox is still going strong though it's still going strong it's not um, obviously it's not like yeah it's not like a but from what know, i huge. read from what i read was like Nef- uh, video games are like a big player in that oh really and like keeping it somewhat alive okay because like you know for whatever reason i don't understand why people don't fucking download video know, games yeah but they can just like, but yeah, the fact they can rent a video game for a day, yeah, beat it in a day, and then right. return it, and then return it, yeah, they don't care. Is it, yeah, well, the the um, man, because it got me thinking too. Like, obviously, they're like bring, bringing this up, they're doing a documentary, and I was thinking about you know, and then we were talking about favorite cinematic moments for Blockbuster. I'll never forget, uh, like the day that Grand Theft Auto Vice City came out, mm-hmm. and I remember like being in school and just wanting to get the fuck out of there, so I could literally run. It's a blockbuster that was across the street from my high school, and oh it had 
right? Because because I think maybe I wasn't in high school when that happened. Maybe I was in middle school. Because I think maybe I was in middle school when Vice, Vice City was at. like 2003. Yes, maybe I, I was. Maybe I was in middle school then. We well, are like four years old. I am so like four years old. Like yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, I'm not 40, but but the, no. So there's was middle school, but I remember like that Blockbuster only had like two or three copies of it, and I know that if I didn't get there soon enough, they were all gonna be gone. Oh boy! So I, like I fucking just jolted there. Did you get it? I, I did get it. Nice. Yes. Yeah. And it was it was amazing. It was it was an awesome series. But like that's the thing, man. Blockbuster was great. You could walk in, and just like. The wall of new releases, then the just wall like of new releases fucked. Yeah. That was like that was like porn. Yes. You walked in, there was like that fresh smell. And it had like, like two little spotlights on it. It had a yeah. sign that said new releases. And it oh, had like man. the big like banner above yep. of whatever movie it was. And it was just a blast. But yeah, I would go there all the time. Um, then they eventually started doing like the four for twenty yeah. like used DVDs, which like became majority of my dvd collection right i would go i would buy like four fucking dvds for 20 bucks it was a blast um you would also get like the uh also shout out hollywood video i was a big fan of hollywood video as well, well. did you did you also have a west coast video too i know i didn't you had you I, told me I, this. I, I had a west coast, I didn't video. Have a, yeah, yeah. Uh, west coast video because where i lived because we moved around a lot but when i lived uh where i lived during middle school there was like about a hollywood video about 10 minutes from me and the black bus was a little farther farther so i used to go there a lot but I would always get the the kettle corn microwave popcorn yes. every fucking time. Well, bro, I didn't even mention that. Like, like the when, when you would check out at a Blockbuster, like that was always the best too because like the front counter was just snacks. Yeah, snacks. So All over many the fucking, fucking so many snacks. snacks, dude. And then it got to, and then as he started like you know getting into trouble, you can tell I would always get the coupon for like two movies and a bucket of popcorn for like five dollars. Yeah, and yeah. like I used to like fucking crush that. <laughs> So, but yeah, man, it was, it was a blast. It really was. And, and it was like, it was fun going to it. Right. Like I, I still remember like going to it. So I remember leaving it. Like you would go down like the little aisle and you're like, yes, we're going to go watch this fucking movie. It's going to be a blast. But um, yeah, good times. Yeah, definitely. Good times. Definitely mm-hmm. good times. But yeah, but I, I, I almost feel like I feel bad. Like if I, if I was to watch this on Netflix, like obviously it doesn't matter, but it's like, right. I mean, it just, it's it like, feels, it feels morally wrong. It does. It's like, it's like, like I almost feel like I have to like pirate it just to say, yeah, fuck you Netflix. I'm going to pirate this movie and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it though. And yeah. I'm gonna get it's gonna be all the nostalgia. I know it's gonna be all kinds of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But uh all right, man. So let's move on to our last topic, and it's it's Chad Sahelski's film. Yes. It's called Classified, and it was uh New Line that won it. And I think New Line oh no, New Line doesn't do John Wick uh Lionsgate does. Lionsgate, yes. But yeah, so New Line got got the picture, and it's being described as Die Hard meets Indiana Jones. And they're really not going into what the actual plot is. But all they say is that it's set inside a top secret government bunker, the kind that ends Raiders of the Lost Ark. The bunker contains relics covertly recovered during World War II, and they turn out to be more powerful and dangerous than ever imagined. Right. Which is crazy. So obviously in the fact that they're referencing Die Hard means action, but also that it's contained That's my in one thing. location. That's my big thing. I yeah. think the fact that it's contained is a huge plus because my problem with David Leach, I mean, I, I think his films are fine, but I think he... I don't want to say sell out, but he kind of fell into the whole well studio. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. the big like studio, studio films, yeah. um, big budget, mm-hmm. just kind of a little bit mainstream, yep. somewhat generic. That's also kind of, that's why I'm excited to see what he does with Bullet Train. Yeah, I because, think because even though Bullet Train has a massive cast, it's mm-hmm. set on a train. Like, and I think when you go back to like Atomic Blonde, that's yeah. that I think that works better. Yeah, I like think so that, too. Yeah, but yeah. I think when he fell. I do, I do like Deadpool too. I do have a lot of issues with it though because I think it's a lot of recycled material from the first one. Yeah. And the same thing with Hobson Shaw. Hobson Shaw. I think he fell a little bit into the 
sort of actors calling the shot situation. And there's also just way too much CG. Way too much CG. Like Ryan like Reynolds obviously called the shots on the set of Deadpool 2. The Rock obviously called shots of Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. And so then Statham to a point too, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think it didn't really properly allow him to be somewhat in control and really like allow his identity to like shine through. Right. Especially too, because, because, you know, like Chad Stahelski, he's, he's been a stuntman for however many years. Yeah. He's been in this industry. He obviously knows what makes a good action movie because he was a part of John Wick. And then he went to go do Atomic Blonde, which had, you know, I'm sure it had some CG, but for the most part, no CG. And, you know, you look at that fight, you know, that whole, you know, quote unquote, one shot fight with Charlie Theron. And it's fantastic. It's you know awesome. I mean? it's, yeah. it's great. And yeah, the story's not great, but but I still, right. I mean, it was not, it's not that it's great, but it's a little bit of a slower film. But it's also, it's, it's a little convoluted. It is. It's on a plan. You know, there, there's, is. there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of things to get confused about, but I think they try to be cute with a lot of shit. I think so too, but to like, you know, be smart, have twists here and yeah, there, yeah. but you know, it's like, okay. Right. But it, it's still, in terms of like an action movie, I still think it's, it's, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And also apparently it's, it's, uh, I think in terms of canon, it is set in the John Wick universe. Well, I mean, shit. If you bring in Charlize, uh, you know, fuck. There's gonna happen. I know. Yeah, it's gonna happen. They're gonna bring in Charlize. John Wick Five. Get ready. John Wick Five or, or John Epic Wick crossover. Four. You know, maybe the T set at the end of four. But yeah, it's, it's definitely gonna happen. Wait, but isn't Atomic Blonde set in earlier? Isn't right. In the so 80s? That means they would have to age up Charlize Theron if they bring her in. Oh, interesting. Which would be interesting, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So I think when he did that, I'm like, okay, cool. It still feels very much like um, still feels like very John Wick-ish, very grounded, very mm-hmm. practical. And then yeah, I think he fell a little bit into the whole studio big budget, kind of lost a little bit of creative control with his with his next films. And look, right. I, they were they were both very successful. Yeah. So I'm sure he did well. But I'm hoping. Like when when I hear Chad Stahelski's gonna do his own film, I'm like, all right, I hope he doesn't fall into that. But the fact that he's gonna be in something that's contained, right? I think that allows him to then be like, okay, maybe because I think whenever you have films that are contained, I think that really allows for your sort of creative juices to flow, right? Because you don't have as much in terms of like locations right. and set pieces, right? And, things and like how that. and how much can we do in just one single space exactly without being repetitive or without getting obnoxious, like you know. So I think that's gonna be um, a, a big challenge for him. But I think that's going to also, like, when, whenever you limit someone to what they can do, it also it kind of brings up the best of them. For sure, for so sure. So I think this is a really good product for him, and uh, and I'm excited to see. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to see, like, what kind of cast he rounds out for it. And obviously, um, you know, 8711 is, like, his production company. And it's also, like, I think, like, the the, the stunt team as well. And that stunt team is just great. Like, that's my, like, and the guy who I fucking love, and I always forget his name. From uh, oh, he's uh, like he's in all of them. I know exactly who you're talking about. I yeah. Always forget yep, his name. Yep, he's, every single time pops, I'm like, that's my fucking dude. And he's I in. Always he's in. He's in John Wick one. He's in Barry. He's in everything. He's in that season two yeah. of Barry. He's, and it was he's, funny too because when we were watching that fight, I'm like, oh, this is my guy. Yeah, like this is yeah. like he's I'm, in Birds of Prey. He's in Birds of Prey. Yeah. Like he like this is my guy. He, he's like a and you're like who is he? I'm like he's like an awesome like stunt coordinator. And I'm like, wait, are we about to get a fight scene? Oh, bro, I, I need to look this up. Yeah, because he this guy's awesome. I was like, are we about to get a fight scene? And then he goes into the room and there's all these medals. I'm like, holy shit, we are gonna get a fight scene. And then we get this like insane over Dude, the top, that episode like, of Barry. If you guys watch Barry, season two of Barry is fucking phenomenal. I can't wait for that I think show it was to come back. Four, right? Four or five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's also in uh, Nobody with uh, Bob Odenkirk, which is coming out also uh, next week. Right. So again, yeah, we saw him like on the bus. I'm like, oh, that's my dude. Yeah. I always say like, that's my fucking dude. But where I first saw him was in Arrow. Yes. He was the first, I believe, the first AD on the Arrow crossover episode where um barry becomes oliver and oliver becomes barry and the stunts in that episode see because we were talking about credits goes goes back to credits mm-hmm. um 
it, we were talking, uh, I was like, this is so, these stunts are so good. He's really well directed. I'm like, who fucking directed this? And I looked at the director and I realized that it was mostly the first, it was mostly him. Yeah, I got it. It's Daniel Bernhardt. Daniel Bernhardt, yeah, yes. Awesome dude. Yeah, and I found that he did like a lot of it. He did a lot of the stunts and I'm like, holy shit, this dude's a fucking stunt. And then since then, I've just seen him pop up more and more and more yes. and more. And he's he's also like a decent actor. Yeah, he's pretty solid. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that guy's like... I don't know if he's on Stahelski's team. I, I assume so because he's always like he's always in stat. Um, because he was also in Atomic Blonde. He had his hair blonde now. Right. One. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming he works with them both a lot. But um, but yeah, that guy's awesome. Yeah, he's definitely awesome. But yeah, but um, you know, and I think I was saying this too. Like anything with that Chaz Helsky's involved in because like I absolutely do love the John Wick films and I think he went back to do because he was he was Keanu Reeves' stuntman for the Matrix movies. That's kind of how they got involved together. Yeah, there's like pictures of him from like 2004 yes, yeah, which yeah, are yeah. hilarious. Yeah, which is absolutely hilarious. And then he uh, he talked about how he went back to do stunts for Matrix 4 and how that was a nice big like homecoming for because a lot of the, it's a lot of the same cast, a lot of the same crew to come back together. So he was talking about that experience. So like the guy, like listen to him talk, he just, he definitely understands the business. He understands stunts and what looks good and what doesn't. So the fact we're getting more from him is awesome. And yeah, man, I, I mean, you, this, you set me up with this premise, Die Hard meets Raiders of the Lost Ark. Fuck yeah, man. I'm in. Give Shut up that. and take my money. Shut up and take my money. Right. But all right, man. Anything else you want to you wanna add before we wrap this up? Nope. That was um, that was a fun one. That was, this was a fun episode. I yeah. hope you guys enjoy it. For sure. For sure, man. But uh, all right, guys. Yeah, so that does it for us. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, you know, check out our FN dailies. Yes. We got another awesome week coming up. Yes, which are essentially uh, my favorite way to describe it or just a more... Um, over the top condensed version of this of this of the recaps yeah for sure yeah so for all the people who have been listening for a while all our previous episodes we essentially just condensed them into a little pocket yep. pocket size medium medium pint size fun size and uh, and yeah those are the dailies and uh, yeah keep watching them we've done two weeks so far yep looking forward to doing more and they've been a blast so uh, so yeah hope you guys enjoying them for sure and then uh, be sure to be on the lookout for our reaction to Zack Snyder's Justice League because yes. uh, we're going to watch it on Thursday. So Nick and I may or may not have taken off. Right, we may or may not have taken off work just to watch Yeah, this. just to watch me because it's going to be like the whole fucking day, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, but I think we're going to watch it in the morning and mm-hmm. then we're going to do a rapid reaction just mm-hmm. to see like what our thoughts are. Just and a then quick little... Just a quick little thing. And then eventually we'll do like a more formal review probably like over the weekend or something. Yes. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of the plan. Uh, we got some more. We got some movie reviews coming. Like you said, we got Snyder Cut. Snyder um, Cut. Snyder Cut coming. Then Godzilla we're going to Kong. Kong. And then um, we're going to do more combat. So movie season starting to pick back up. Theaters are starting to open again. So yep. it's starting to be a little bit, starting to, some some, some, some things are coming some back. Some normalcy back. Yeah, some normalcy back. So yeah. looking forward to uh, doing a lot of more of that stuff. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, guys, thank you for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.